The Bible defines the very, very last days and its global spiritual mindset and what will be its underpinning. This deadly mindset will be built on what 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 through 12 calls the deceivableness of unrighteousness. Abraham, known in God's holy book as the father of faith, believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. Righteousness is the process of living and doing right as a result of faith. Unrighteousness, obviously, is the 180, living and doing that which is wrong because of unbelief. The deceivableness of unrighteousness, unbelief, is well-rooted in the carnal heart. It comes with your original equipment. Eve, the mother of all living, in an act of unbelief and disobedience, embraced Satan's words, and Adam followed her lead, and both of them died spiritually that very day. Like themselves, they sold their offspring into the satanic camp of unbelief, and they and all their progeny are dead in trespasses and sins. It's like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. The only way of escape from man's deadly inheritance is a place Jesus Christ calls born again. Here, where we repent of our unrighteousness and surrender our lives to Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, we die to our old selves and become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Now we are no longer sons and daughters of Adam bound by the deceivableness of unrighteousness, but in fact sons and daughters of God where righteousness, act of faith, reigns. Are you born again? Would you like to be free from the deceivableness of unrighteousness? Would you like to have your sin and shame obliterated? Would you like to start all over again, born again, with a new beautiful Father and the promise of eternal life? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, The earth and the universe is the ultimate free lunch. It exploded out of basically nothing billions of years ago and formed into the marvelously ordered universe we observe. All living organisms evolve from some type of illusionary primordial soup. There, you have it. Now the record. The spirit of doubt, the maybe, the what if, the but if, break the back of many of God's supernatural promises in the lives of the redeemed. Consider the magnitude of Christ's words in Mark eleven twenty-two through 24. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. The accumulated weight of unbelief, overt and subliminal, must be answered in the heart of the saved. There must be a pushback, an utter rejection, a refutation, and a dismantling of the deceivableness of unrighteousness. For the mountain to move, the absolutes of God's promises must be absolutely absolute. This is an individual place, 
I must establish in my heart that the Word of God found in the majority text authorized King James Version from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22 is true and righteous altogether. Satan is the master of gradualism. His goal for a particular season, for example, is 10 steps forward. He pushes forward 20 steps. The Christian pushes back 10 and calls it a victory. I must push back against Satan's overt and subliminal gradualism. I must push back on the jaded line. It's really not important. If it were not important, God would have not paid attention to it. I must push back against the spirit of unbelief that teaches that the baptism of the Holy Ghost, as received on the day of Pentecost, as well as miracles and healing by faith in Christ's stripes, was only for the days of the apostles. I must push back against the idea that casting mountains into the sea is only an allegory and assert that mountains are included, if need be. I must push back through the smoke all the way back to the solid rock. Many Christians find themselves vacillating when it comes to the age of the earth. The plain childlike reading of the scriptures testifies of an earth created by God just over 6,000 years ago. According to the highly esteemed work of Bishop Usher, God began his work Saturday night, September 21, 4004 B.C. The October 2014 issue of AFA Journal published an article relating to the Earth's age titled, Evolutionists Get Thin-Skinned Over Dinosaur Tissue Discovery. They were referencing a July 30, 2014 article published by FoxNews.com. God said man said previously published in more detail concerning the subject of triceratops and dinosaur soft tissue finds. The AFA article follows. Scientist Mark, Ar- Ar- uh, excuse me, scientist Mark Armitage was fired from California State University just days after a science journal published his paper about triceratops soft tissue findings, a challenge to the long-standing assertion that triceratops existed some 68 million years ago and became extinct about 65 million years ago. Armitage argued that those cells would have decayed into nothingness if that were true. His findings support the view that dinosaurs roamed the earth relatively recently and that the planet is young. Armitage believes the bones are no more than 4,000 years old. According to Ken Ham of Answers in Genesis, researchers in Canada recently found similar evidence preserved dinosaur skin in a creature evolutionists consider 60 million years old. End of quote. Why do so many who call themselves Christians run from the idea of a biblical inerrancy and its marvelous precepts and accounts, such as a 6,000-year-old earth? After 6,000 years of skepticism, have the world's wise men proven the Bible in error? Have they proven the Bible in error in its accounts of the creation of the earth and its universe? Have they debunked Adam and his ribbed wife Eve? Have they refuted Noah's Ark, Abraham and Isaac? Sodom and Gomorrah, Moses and the Red Sea, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Samson and the lion, David and Goliath, and so much more. Have the carnal skeptics disproven the virgin-born Jesus Christ and his miracle ministry or his crucifixion between two thieves and his resurrection? Have they disproven the Christian ministry given unto the childlike of preaching the gospel and healing the sick or the powerful ability to cast out devils and speak with new tongues? Have they discredited the marvelous prophecies of the Word of God? The answers are many resounding no's. 
Foundational to the theory of evolution and its billions of years assertion is two central doctrines. The foremost is the doctrine of uniformitarianism, which basically says the present is the key to the past and that the earth proceeds at a steady rate. So then looking at the present rate of change around us allows them to extrapolate backwards into their billions of years scenario. However, two colossal events took place in the earth's history that utterly destroy uniformitarianism. The first is creation. If you had visited earth upon the seventh day when God rested from six days of creating the earth and its universe, it would appear that the earth and its inhabitants had many years of history when in fact Adam and Eve and all land creatures were just one day old. Yet all were fully grown and developed and able to reproduce. If you had looked up into space and saw the sun, the moon, and the stars, you would have assumed great age when in fact they were only three days old. Evolution's founding theory is built on the platform of unbelief. The second biblical and historic event that destroys the evolutionary paradigm of uniformitarianism is the global flood of judgment in the days of Noah that destroyed the entire world as they knew it. Carnal academics refuse to believe the truth in spite of marine fossils on every mountain peak. Continuous flood strata covering entire continents. Fossils primarily found in water deposits that had hardened to rock. Hundreds of non-biblical flood accounts in ancient societies and so much more. The second doctrine of evolution, or should I say an explanatory rationale, is principally circular reasoning. Evolutionists assign dates to rock layers built upon unbelief, which produce their doctrine of uniformitarianism. When they find a fossil, they align their age assessment of the fossil on the rock layer in which it is found. And when asked for the age of the rock layer, they point to the assumed age of the fossil found therein. This is certainly the dog chasing its tail. Nuclear physicist Dr. Vernon Cups, in an October 2014 issue of Acts and Facts, under the title of Clocks in Rocks, with the subhead Radioactive Dating Part 1, addresses the long ages evolutionists assign. Several paragraphs from his feature article follow. Radioactive dating is a key concept in determining the age of the Earth. Many secular scientists use it to dismantle the faith of Christians and cause them to accept uniformitarian assumptions that, in addition to being scientifically erroneous, demand a figurative and distorted interpretation of Genesis. Being knowledgeable about such a widespread dating method is essential for Christians to address opposing arguments and critics. Is radioactive dating valid? End of quote. Due to the brevity of God Said, Man Said features, we cannot go into all the detail found in Dr. Cup's article. He discusses radioactive dating and the telltale signature of radioactive decay in rock-contained minerals known as radio halos. Dr. Cups continues, Unfortunately for the secularist, there are radio halos formed from what appears to be primordial pole, which is polonium, rather than pole in the form of daughter isotopes from, uh, from UDK, which is uranium. Due to the extremely short half-lives of the pole isotopes, this would present a serious problem for those wanting to date the rocks at millions or billions of years old. Diffusion rates of the 4-HE, which is helium, produced by the associated decay chains out of the crystals in the buildup of 4-HE in the atmosphere, suggest that only thousands of years of decay have occurred. 
Thus, the observed evidence in rocks extracted from the Earth's crust presents several conundrums, problems that center on assumptions made in using radioisotope decay within a rock sample as a clock to date the origins of that sample. Secularists believe that nuclear decay has been a part of the natural world since its formation some 13.8 billion years ago, and the nuclear decay rates for the various radioisotopes have been constant throughout that time. This perspective, generally termed the uniformitarian view of nature, constitutes a pillar of the secularist worldview and is fundamental in generating the concept of deep time in the origins discussion. Unfortunately for the secularist, there are serious problems with the uniformitarian view as it is applied to radioactive dating. Recent experimental evidences verify that the decay rates of radioisotopes can vary significantly from the currently accepted values by as much as 10 to the ninth power times faster. That's 1 billion times faster when exposed to certain environmental factors. It is particularly interesting that the alpha decay rates of 228th are increased by as much as 10 to the fourth power or 10,000 times under conditions which give rise to high-pressure waves. These conditions could have easily existed during the flood. One cannot but wonder what this might say about nuclear decay processes inside stars or large exoplanets. There are significant problems with the radioactive dating methodology currently employed by secularists. The closed system assumption, so critical to all radioactive dating methods, strains credibility when applied over millions of years. Can any system remain unaffected by its environment over millions of years? The Bible is clear that the earth is relatively young, a little more than 6,000 years old, end of quote. We need to push back against the deceivableness of unrighteousness and embrace the word of God, which is true and righteous altogether, and the mountains will move. God said, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, for in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Man said, the earth and the universe is the ultimate free lunch. It exploded out of basically nothing billions of years ago and formed into the marvelously ordered universe we observe. All living organisms evolved from some type of illusionary primordial soup. There you have it. Now you have the record.